Having a podcast is a lot of work, especially when you factor in trying to maintain a steadily growing social media presence, and especially when your face isn't conducive to doing that. Everything is coming fast and furious lately. It's almost impossible for me to keep up sometimes. Maybe I need a co-host. No more lone wolf. A bigger wolf pack. No, 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 no. How about my own channel? That way, I can bring you a ton of blurdy content every day. Yeah, world domination. I like that idea. Let's take this worldwide. Until we can, we're still in the Vault 319 recording room. I'm Jake Alexander, and this is the Tweakle Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's the Lone Wolf, the voice in the void, your favorite host with a list. It's Jake Alexander, and I want to thank you all very much for joining me today. Uh, I always say it, it doesn't matter if it's one of you, 10 of you, 100 of you, 1,000 of you. I am so very glad you decided to join and listen to this piddly little podcast for whatever reason you're doing it, whether it's, you know, you're on a treadmill, you need something to listen to, or you're out for a walk, or you just decided to try something new. I hope you stick around if you're new. And if you are returning, I hope you keep listening. God bless you all. Uh, it's nothing going on. It's just a regular old Wednesday. I decided to update you on the things that I found out over the weekend and the last couple of days. And uh, that's all we're going to do today. We're going to keep it short, keep it simple, keep it sweet. Uh, it's the best way to do it. That's the way I see it. Uh, nice weather outside for a Wednesday for a change. Uh, it's kind of cool, but it's also kind of warm. We're kind of caught in the middle. Uh, I really hope the warm weather's on the way because this uh, cool stuff and then getting hot and then going right back down to being, you know, damn near freezing every day is uh, starting to annoy me. I just can't wait for the winter uh, winter weather to finally go away permanently and we get summer started. But until then, we shall persevere. And so let's get into this episode uh, with the Redux. Let's do this. So to start it off, let's go into the game world. So since its release, Resident Evil Village and that nine foot tall lady Dimitrescu that a bunch of y'all have a crush on for whatever reason, uh, they've sold over 3 million units of this game. And that comes after Capcom announced that this is their fourth straight year with record profits. I only mention that because that just goes to show you where a lot of that stimulus money went. Uh, can somebody tell you how to get a piece of that? Because apparently I'm doing something wrong. If you're telling me that folks are buying video games, I need to get into that business. I, but, you know, it's kind of understandable, though. Everybody's still basically cooped up with nothing to do. So video game sales being up, among among other things, uh, sales-wise going up, eh, it's kind of it's to be expected, right? Um, also, video game-wise, uh, is anybody else playing Destiny 2? Because I am. I, I, I'm, I know I'm late to the party. I, I, I've only been playing it for like a year or so. Uh, but I like it. It's a good game. Uh, they're in Season 14 now. It just started yesterday, too. Um, they call it the season of the splicer uh, story I like so far they basically have to face off with the Vex again but this time with the help of uh, the Elixir uh, it, it looks like it's going to be fun uh, I had fun with the last season the season of the chosen uh, I didn't think I was going to like it as, as much as I did but I did like it uh, I've gotten into playing not just the storylines and uh, whatnot but also the player versus player modes which is 
that's a that's a stretch for me because I always hated you know player versus player modes in pretty much every game that I've ever played. I usually stay away from those. I usually play video games just to you know in, entertain myself and to have some time to think and let my brain rest, which is a weird thing to say. But yeah, playing video games actually lets my brain rest. It, you know. <laughs> But it is what it is. But uh, if you haven't played it, give it a try and let me know what you think. You get plenty of ways for you to send messages. Uh, but yeah, it's a good game. Uh, so we'll move out of the video game world and move into music. So last week, I warned you, right? I told you a K-pop invasion was coming. So if you didn't believe me, check this out. So BTS, which is one of the groups I mentioned last week, they're they're basically like arguably the like the biggest K-pop boy group ever, right? So they're about to collaborate on a track with one of the largest names from this side of the planet. You want to know, guess what that artist is? It's Justin Bieber. <laughs> now, those two fandoms are known for being absolutely fanatical. So if you're about to tell me that they're about to like join together and kumbaya and take over the world, I warned you, I told you last week this was coming, so, or something like this was coming. Uh, and the, two, the two labels that those are on, uh, Haibu and uh, Big Machine Records, they're, it looks like they're going to wind up being one company because of Haibu. They're finalizing the purchase the purchase of uh, Ithaca Holdings. Ithaca Holdings owns uh, one of their uh, uh, subunits, is a uh, big machine record. Uh, but yeah, uh, Haibu is paying, looks like, one billion plus dollars for it. Yeah, billion. One billion with a B. Not M, with a B. Uh, and it's, I'm not surprised because uh, big machine records, they manage artists. Uh, like Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, like I mentioned, uh, Jay Balvin, if you don't know who that is, look it up, uh, Amy Lovato, and if I'm not mistaken, Florida Georgia Lion is, uh, is one of their artists as well, and it's somebody else, it's, uh, I saw a, a country music guy, I cannot remember his name, it saved my life, but yeah, they got some big names on that, and I, you can just imagine the collaborations you're going to get if they decide to uh, use those artists with K-pop. Now, this isn't nowhere near the first time that, you know, each meets West, especially in this kind of way. Um, from my memory, 2009, there was a singer from Korea, his name was Seven, um, and he did a collaboration on a song called Girls with Little Kim. All people, Little Kim, surprising. Uh, it's a decent song, look it up, it's on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and then 2012, rapper, singer, entrepreneur, whichever one you want to call him, uh, Akon. He featured on a song titled Like Money with uh, Wonder Girls. If you don't know who Wonder Girls is, Wonder Girls is K-pop royalty. Uh, everything that they did back in the day, they caught a little grief for it because people thought that they sounded a little too non-Korean and more American. But every single thing that they did back then, it, that's pretty much where K-pop is going now. And, and yeah, and they are they are still a very, a very loved group. But yeah, uh, Akon did a song with them. That was, like I said, it was 2012. Uh, and just last year, yeah, just last year, um, probably the biggest girl, the biggest current girls group, uh, Blackpink, uh, the same one, the same Blackpink I mentioned last week, talking about K-pop. Um, they dropped ice cream with Selena Gomez, and that was basically their introduction into the American market. And there it is. I'm telling you, it's you keep your head on the swivel, folks, because K-pop is here, and it's here to stay, and it's taking over. Uh, yeah, American music, especially Black artists, have been known to set the standard and the you know, as far as where music goes, but don't think for one second that K-pop won't step in and say, hey, we can change the game too and start doing uh, covers and 
collaborations with some of your favorite artists. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Uh, if you don't like K-pop, you better get used to it because you might hear a lot of it. Uh, moving on to the side of TV. Uh, uh, look, Invincible is still the biggest topic out right now, right? It, it, it is. That season finale was just absolutely freaking nutso. And the amount of memes we're getting from it is crazy, and I'm loving every last one. Oh, yeah. Uh, just a reminder, Omni-Man still ain't shit. That's just my opinion. Yeah, that's just what I'm saying. So it is what it is. <laughs> um, Castlevania, the trailer dropped for that, and it was fantastic. Uh, the fourth and final season is starting soon. In, uh, it's kind of sucky that it's the final season because I'm loving it so much. But uh, it is what it is. It only goes so far, but it's still a good anime. And if you haven't watched it, uh, go start watching it. Uh, before the uh, last season starts, but you don't have a lot, a lot of time before the last season starts because the last season starts May thirteenth, which is tomorrow. <laughs> so it's on Netflix, so you can go watch all four seasons starting tomorrow, I guess. But hey, get started on today. Never put off till tomorrow. What you can do today? That's good advice. Uh, also on Netflix, Jupiter's Legacy. I'm only two episodes into it. I watched one yesterday and one today before I started recording, and um, I like it. People, folks are catching the fade left and right already so if this is where they're going for this whole thing then, uh, damn it I'm, I'm with it uh they do a good job of uh, basically making a comic book on tv without making you think it's a comic book on tv they just tell a good story so far uh but that's only two episodes i'll, I'll hold off complete judgment until i finish all of The uh, trailer for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, it, it dropped. And uh, it's, it's looking good. Uh, like I went and saw the first one. It was good. It wasn't great, but I still enjoyed it. It was a decent movie. Um, so this the new trailer, I saw two things in it, or I learned two things about it, I should say. It kind of got me kind of like, sad a little bit. Um, the first thing is that the movie's PG-13. Now, the movie in itself being PG-13 is not really the problem. Uh, to me, it's kind of it, it's kind of weird that the movie that's involving a serial killer is PG-13. So how are you going to show that aspect that Cletus Caskey, who is Carnage, and that's not a spoiler because that's in every single mention of the trailer and description of what the movie is supposed to be about. That's in every single one. Um, but yeah, Cletus Cassidy is a serial killer uh, before he becomes Carnage and after he becomes Carnage. Uh, so how are you going to show that in a PG-13 movie? I don't think you can. So did they augment his character? Did Is he not a serial killer? Does he only kill like one person with his like offspring? I, I don't know. Whatever they did is, uh, it, like I said, it's not gonna, it's not really that big a deal. I can work around that. Uh, I can get by it because I know the characters, but people who don't know the characters are probably gonna be uh, a little thrown off when they start doing research about who the hell Cletus Cassidy is. Um, the other thing that kind of threw me off uh, I realized that this is not in the MCU. It's not. Uh, I, they were saying that maybe Venom, before when the first movie came out, they were saying that Venom was, it, it, he was kind of part of the MCU, but like standing on the outside looking in. But this one kind of shows that he's just not part of the MCU at all, right? Uh, he's basically just a standalone character inside of standalone movies. And I, that kind of makes me sad because I really want, um, Venom to face off with Spider-Man and now that we got Carnage I want to see him face off with Spider-Man there's another um, Spider-Man uh, series character in there named Shriek it's, uh, it's, a, it's a young woman when you see the movie you'll know who that is um, 
but yeah sony owns uh basically the rights to spider-man and all the uh spider-man affiliate characters his rose gallery and stuff like that um i really wanted them to be in the mcu but as long as sony owns them i don't think they're going to be inside the mcu proper the way hey, we're looking forward to the x-men and mutants and those now that uh disney and marvel owns those characters again um how they how they're going to be in the mcu proper i don't think spider-man is ever going to be in it because as long as sony's making money they are never going to give the property up and marvel's never going to get them back so it is what it is uh but i'm still going to go see it there's no way in the world i'm not going to go see it uh, i need to see that movie it's just uh one of those movies that pops up with whether it's good or bad i'm going to go see it um and finally today um inside the movies and on your tv uh, the countdown for cruella and uh quiet place 2 is uh, it's starting up today basically um i'm, I'm more excited to see cruella because i want to see how they are going to make a, a just a straight villain in disney movies how they're they're it looks like they're trying to me it looks like they're trying to turn her into a tragic figure uh, somebody for you to root for even though you kind of don't like her and i want to see how they're going to do that and it looks like it's going to be a good movie uh it looks like a cross between uh the devil wears prada and, and, and uh, something else but hey either way man it looks like it's gonna be a decent movie uh a quiet place too i don't particularly understand why we needed a uh, part two for a quiet place uh didn't they pretty much uh do that everything you wanted to do in that movie and i forgot whatever that other netflix movie was of stanley tucci uh that they did right uh, that was pretty much a quiet place right so aren't why are we doing a part two and i'm stupid enough to want to go see it just because i want to see what is in part two that made them want to do a part two either way they both drop on may 28th uh, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to the theaters and see both because i'm not paying 40 bucks to sit and watch Corella at home on <laughs> right on, on disney plus premium or whatever the hell they call it uh that's just not gonna happen i'll just go to the theater and go to an early saturday show and watch them both and then i'll come back and let you know but that is what it is and i'm looking forward to those uh that's pretty much it from last weekend and the last couple of days so i'm going to go pour me another cup of tea yes tea i'm kind of cutting back on the caffeine in the coffee um and then uh when we come back we'll get into today's topic You're listening to the Tweakwell Podcast. Now, for as many good superhero movies as there have been, whether in the MCU, DC, outside of both of them, to some that shows up on Netflix independently, that the other. For as many good ones as we've had, we've had some really bad ones too, right? Um, and inside those really bad movies, we've had really bad portrayals. Now, something I noticed uh, the other day. So I was watching the trailer for uh, Morbius. If you don't know who Morbius is, Morbius is the vampiric villain inside of the Spider-Man universe. So that movie is coming out uh, pretty soon after not being able to be released last year. Um, If you haven't seen the trailer, it's on the IG page. Please go watch the trailer. It's a very good trailer. Starring as Morbius in that movie is Jared Leto. So watching the trailer, I'm looking at it and I I am just amazed at how good the movie looks. I, kn- I know the character. He's not really one of those very popular uh, 
characters or villain or superhero for that matter. Uh, but I know the character because I've read Spider-Man quite a, quite a bit in my youth. Um, and I'm looking at it and I'm watching Jared Leto and I'm like, Jesus Christ, he was he must have been born to play this character. Not only does he look like he's right off of the page, but he just his movements and how he's re- reciting the lines. There's a few lines you see in the trailer anyway. It's like he's, he was born to play this character. Right. So it got me to thinking about something. Quite a few times we've seen uh, somebody play a comic book character where the hero or villain inside of a comic book movie and sometimes it was just really bad right whether it was bad acting or bad writing or bad direction whichever one you want to call it but it was just bad but a few times and quite a few times actually we've seen those same actors bounce back in different superhero roles whether hero or villain and then they become and they become very either iconic or just short of iconic right so what I, what I have today is a list. Uh, it was supposed to be five, but I decided to do six because one of them I'm going to add in and you kind of uh, you kind of will disagree with me on it. But you'll see what I'm saying uh, in a minute. But this is six uh, guys uh, who played superheroes, right, in the first movie and were just were bad, just horrible, and bounced back by playing another superhero in uh, a different movie, whether in DC or in Marvel or some other one. Um, so, and we're going to go from bottom up. So it's, uh, the work, the number one is the, the worst one. And I, I hope you can cross your fingers and probably guess who it is. Uh, but we'll start at the bottom. So number six, Michael B. Jordan. So a lot of people don't remember in 2015, he played the human torch in a re, I, I would call it a reimagining of the fantastic four because the first, the first two fantastic four movies, uh, were, they were okay. They weren't great, but I thought they were okay. Right. Um, they were, I watched both of them. Uh, the first one was Fantastic Four. Then the second one was Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. They had a bunch of miscues in the movie, especially like uh, <laughs> the, fan, uh, the Fantastic Four being saved by the Silver Surfer <laughs> with the with the cloud who was supposed to be Galactus. But that's a whole different story. <laughs> we're getting that conversation at some point. Um, but yeah, uh, Michael B. Jordan played the Human Torch in the 2015 uh, reimagining, reboot, relaunch of whatever you want to call it of the of the Fantastic Four, and he played the Human Torch, which is traditionally a, a white character. So he was in the movie. He's the son of the Doctor who sends them into space, and who's supposed to be his sister is Sue, who is also traditionally a white character, is adopted, but she's white as well. So she's adopted into Michael B. Jordan's uh, Storm family. It is just the, the weirdest thing. But like I said, it was a reimagining. Or whatever, but uh, and the movie was just bad. The movie was just bad all around. It was bad writing, bad acting on on multiple parts, not just uh, uh, one person. It's just bad acting all over. It's bad directing. Uh, the only thing about the movie was that it looked nice. Um, Doom looked ridiculous. The actual character Doom in that movie looked ridiculous. But uh, yeah, that movie was just bad, and and I don't think people remember it because it was only three short years later. That Michael B. Jordan showed up as Killmonger in uh, the Black Panther movie. So I'm not saying it saved his career because by no means did it save his career because he had Creed around the same time as him playing Killmonger. And that was just a really good movie, too. But it's just one of those things. Like I said, it goes to the topic of where he played such a bad character in such a dogged movie. And then to bounce back and play Killmonger and, and do such a damn good job of playing Killmonger. 
and for everybody to want Killmonger to somehow be resurrected within uh, the Black Panther world and him to show back up, that that's saying something. So that's why I put him in number six. Um, and that's also the shortest distance between uh, the bad movie and the good movie on this list. That's that's pretty much why he's at the bottom, or should I say the, he's the lowest on this list. Um, number five, Josh Brolin. People only remember him playing Thanos, but people and but I, and I can see why they only remember him playing Thanos because before he played Thanos in the two thousand eight uh, two thousand eighteen um, Endgame, I mean Infinity War. Uh, before that, he he was Jonah Hex in the DC movie in two thousand ten. Now Jonah Hex is one of those characters in DC comics that most comic book nerds know, but I can. I can probably guess most comic book nerds never wanted to see a movie with him in it. Um, I was all okay with seeing him in a movie uh, after watching um, Jonah Hex's character come to life in uh, Justice League Unlimited, the cartoon series. That I was all for it. I, I thought he was an interesting character. When you read the comic books and understand where he comes from and understand his gifts, I'm not going to call him power, understand his gifts and him being the Wild West detective and him being modern day basically still being a wild west detective i thought it was cool um but the movie was bad uh and it, it wasn't because of josh brolin the movie just had bad direction it was bad writing uh it didn't look all that great either um megan fox is in it but megan fox is actually okay in the movie so now nah, I, I throw that in your face megan fox is one of those people uh who gets dogged out a lot for her acting but she's not she's far from the worst she was actually pretty decent in the movie uh, she looked damn good there too, right? Um, but yeah, the, the, yeah, Jonah Hex in 2010 was just so bad, and, and so many people forget it. And I understand why people forget it because it was that bad. Um, but yeah, but eight short, eight. I'm gonna say eight short years, but eight years later, Josh Brolin shows up as Thanos, and Thanos is pretty much. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, as far as villains go in all comic book movies, maybe he's number two. I don't know who would be number one. He may be number two or number three on somebody's list. Um, he's number two on my list. Um, he wasn't necessarily a villain, but um, Dr. Manhattan is <laughs> was basically the biggest asshole to me because uh, <laughs> he's a fuck boy, and I'm going to stand by that. Uh, so we're going to move along up to number four, Chris Evans. Yes, Chris Evans has played more than one superhero character. Now, this is the second time the Human Torch shows up on our list. So Chris Evans is synonymous with Captain America. He's so synonymous with Captain America, a handful of people are very upset that he's not Captain America anymore, and Anthony Mackie is now Captain America slash Captain Falcon. <laughs> um, but yeah, 2005, Chris Evans was the Human Torch in the first um, outing as in the first outing for Fantastic Four, and I don't think he was that bad. But I don't. I think the problem with Chris Evans playing the Human Torch in that first movie was that if you look at Chris Evans, he's just such a nice, likable guy. Uh, he seems like the guy that, you know, if he was dating your sister, you'd be okay with it, right? But the Human Torch, Johnny Storm, is kind of a sleazebag, right? Um, but, and you can't see, you can't look at Chris Evans and say, yeah, he's kind of a sleazebag, because you understand that he's kind of an okay guy. So, I mean, the man does charity dress as Captain America. God's sakes now and he was doing charity work before that so he's i guess he's one of the good guys in hollywood i don't know him personally but i'm just gonna cross my fingers and hope he's one of the good guys because we hear so many horror stories about folks in hollywood right but yeah that uh his turn in uh 
as the human torch johnny storm in 2005 people just kind of overlook it they always go to uh uh benjamin Grimm being played by the uh the dude from the commission i always forget his name too but i mean it, those movies like i said they weren't bad they just weren't that great and people kind of panned on them. the people i think people look at the fantastic four movies the first two as they look at those as like x-men 2 and x-men united even though x-men united was so bad um it was they they look at them as like oh god how did those movies even get made but you know it's stepping stones people you get you got to start somewhere right you, you, you got to have some type of stepping stone um moving up to number three uh jake gyllenhaal now this is the one where i said everybody will probably disagree with me so like walk with me here so jake gyllenhaal we know in inside the spider-man universe he played mysterio you know in 2019 year before that so before that going back a bit actually go back nine years 2010 jake gyllenhaal played dastan in prince of persia i understand it's not a superhero movie it's more of a video game movie but the movie was all right but the movie was it didn't embody enough of the video game for everybody to get behind it in the movie basically it didn't i'm not gonna say it flopped but it it basically kind of fell on deaf ears, right? So I understand that it's not a superhero movie, but I'm, I'm going to throw it in here only because Jake Gyllenhaal was basically, they people blasted him and roasted him about how bad that movie was. And he was the he was one of the big names. It was uh, him and ben, uh, ben Kingsley. They were the two big names in the movie. Uh, Sir Ben Kingsley, I'm sorry. Sir Ben Kingsley, he earned that title. Um, uh, yeah, those those are the two big big names in the movie, and I, I think everybody was expecting those two to carry the movie, and the movie was just still bad. And the problem with the movie was bad writing and bad directing. Um, those two did the best you could with what you had. Um, it, it's kind of uh, it's kind of crazy how bad the movie was, but then you turn around and he shows up as Mysterio in the Spider-Man movies after doing so many other things. And he's was damn good. Uh, if you didn't know who Mysterio was before uh, ever seeing the movie, he had your ass completely fooled. Fool. You didn't know he was the villain. You kind of figured that he had, was hiding something, but you didn't think he was the villain. And all that time, he was the villain. And not only was he the villain, he's basically <laughs> he's basically an extension of all of Tony Stark's uh, uh, fuckboyedness. That's not. I don't know if that's a word, but write it down. We'll use it at some point, some point or another again. Uh, yeah, he's basically uh, a creation of Tony Stark's uh, fuckboy behavior, and he comes back and he takes out his frustration on Spider-Man by using his trickery. And just like in the comic books, he gets found out to be a villain, but he fools and he trashes a bunch of shit before he gets caught. And, he, and Jake Gyllenhaal embodied Mysterio excellently. He was a damn good uh, villain in that movie. Uh, so we'll leave that at that, and we'll go up to number two. So Ben Affleck is uh, is at my number two. So 2016 was Ben Affleck's first turn as Batman. His entire run as Batman, I thought, was pretty good. Now, in the pantheon of all the people who have ever played Batman, I understand he may not be number two, may not be number three. He, to me, he's he's number four, right? Uh, Kevin Conway, number one, the man who did the voice of uh, Batman animated series. Uh, Michael Keaton after that for me, and then I would probably put put Christian Bale at number three, and then Ben Affleck at number four. Right. So 
Ben Affleck before playing Batman in 2016. He was Daredevil for Marvel in 2003. And that movie, ladies and gentlemen, was okay. And everybody hated it. Why did they hate it? Because again, bad writing and bad directing. Now, I still say it was an okay movie because they did the best they could with the property that they had at the time that they made it. And I thought it was okay. It wasn't the greatest movie ever. I wasn't expecting some great sweeping epic. I, I say this about a lot of movies. There are some movies you have to watch and you say, hey, this isn't going to be the greatest movie ever, right? It's just going to be an okay movie. It's, it's, it's popcorn, you know, popcorn flick movie. All you're doing is sitting there with some popcorn or some chips or chicken wings or whatever the hell you're snacking on while the movie's going on. And you just enjoy the movie for what it is. You don't have to dig too deep into it, right? It doesn't have to be, it doesn't always have to, you know, reach for uh, social commentary or, you know, some lofty goal. It, sometimes it's just shit on the screen for you to pass the time so you're not too bored with your life, right? And that's what the Daredevil movie was. And right after that, they did uh, Elektra, uh, who was also in the movie played by Jennifer Garner. Uh, she came back and did an Electra movie. It was the same thing when Thomas Jane played uh, the Punisher. And I'm waiting for Thomas Jane to get his his due uh, with something else. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, but the movie was okay. The movie wasn't bad. But a lot of folks hated it. But he turned around and he redeemed himself as in playing Batman. And I, I, I'm still on the cusp of saying that Robert Pattinson may be good as Batman. Uh, I'll, I'll wait till after the movie comes out, but I, I was, I was, I don't think he'll be as good as those other four names I named. Uh, and Ben Affleck wasn't bad as Batman by no stretch of the imagination. Um, even after the Snyder Cut came out, you understood what the the uh, extent of the differences between the original theatrical version and the Snyder Cut. It made his character even better. I, it, it did to me. It, that was one of the few things that that was better about the Snyder Cut. Um, it made Batman look better. It made his character more, you know, more interesting. And I thought he did a damn good job. I mean, in uh, Batman versus Superman, that that movie is basically just Ben Affleck and uh, and uh, uh, the other dude. I'm forgetting his name right now. Um, I hope I said Jim Caviezel, not Jim Caviezel, <laughs> not Jim Caviezel. Um, but yeah, it's basically just them two staring each other down a lot. And Ben Affleck is part of that. He did a good job as Batman, but Daredevil was. <laughs> Daredevil, for for the lack of a better word, was shit. Yeah, that 2003 version. But I still got it on DVD. You're damn right I got it on DVD. It's a good movie. I'm, I'm, I'll watch it. Matter of fact, I might I might add that to the weekend watch list just for shits and giggles, right? So number one, I, you should have known what number one was. And before I, I go into number one, let me say this. No, it is not Jared Leto playing uh, from, because Jared Leto played the Joker before and everybody fucking hated him, which, uh, like I said, it wasn't bad. The director said, this is how I want the Joker play. And Jared Leto was fucking fantastic playing what he was directed to do. Uh, even in the Snyder Cut, with him coming back as Joker, that one was even better, right? Than the one from uh, from, from Suicide Squad. That was good. And now he's playing Morbius, and this is going to be better. But no, he's not at number one. Number one is the absolute worst. <laughs> it, it, it's not even just bad for DC or bad for Marvel. It is just the worst portrayal of a comic book character that I can possibly think of. If there's another one, I'm not thinking of it at the moment, but this is why I put it at number one. So it's Ryan Reynolds. In 2009, Ryan Reynolds played Wade Wilson. 
Now, if you don't know, Wade Wilson is the actual name of the character Deadpool, right? He played Wade Wilson before becoming Deadpool. But in the movie, because the movie, that was Wolverine's origin in 2009. So in the movie, he plays a shit version of Deadpool. He doesn't even actually play Deadpool. He just played Wade Wilson, who gets the shit, completely horrible codename of The Pool, right? Because the guy experiments on him and he keeps adding powers stolen from other mutants and given to him. So he's nicknamed The Pool. I don't, I guess because they couldn't use the name Deadpool, I get that. But if they would have just left his name Wade Wilson, that kind of would have made it easier to swallow. But still, it would have been shit. It was horrible. I mean, on a scale of one to 10, how bad it was, it was an 11. It is the absolute worst. The design of the character, the whole fact that you're supposed to be deluding that it's Deadpool. So to make it like where he doesn't actually talk to you because he's talking, he doesn't actually talk to people. He's talking to you. They zip up his mouth because of some earlier line in the movie where uh, the guy tells him, Hey, you know, Wade, if you just could watch that mouth and keep your mouth shut, you'd be a perfect, perfect uh, soldier. So they zip his mouth shut at by the end of the movie when he shows back up with two blades, right? Instead of having katanas, he has two, which he has his katanas when he's just Wade Wilson, right? At the beginning of the movie. So instead of just giving him the two katanas, no, he has blades that come out of his arm, similar to Wolverine's claws coming out of his out of his head. Yep, completely fucking stupid. I'm telling you, it was the absolute worst portrayal. If there's one that's different, message me and let me know what you think, because I can't think of one that was even worse than that. And then you move Ryan Reynolds later on, you move him into the Green Lantern movie. Now, it's not as bad as him playing Wade Wilson slash the pool in the 2009 Wolverine origin movie. But it's still bad. It was bad. And before you ask, yes, I own the Green Lantern movie on DVD. You can sue me. Green Lantern is my favorite character. I had to buy the DVD. It, it, it was it was ingrained into me. But um, yeah, and that 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 Green Lantern movie was bad too. Why? Again, not because of Ryan Reynolds, but bad directing and bad writing. Right. So, what happens? Moving along, you get to 2016. They acquiesce and do a Perfectly pitched, perfectly casted, perfectly correct, rated R version of Deadpool starring Ryan Reynolds. Now, why was it perfectly casted? Because Ryan Reynolds at all times is just fucking Deadpool. That's not even that's not even a stretch. Look at his Instagram page. Look at his interviews. And you didn't go look at the Deadpool movie in 2016. And you tell me that Ryan Reynolds wasn't born, absolutely born to play Deadpool. He was. He was absolutely born. Absolutely, absolutely perfectly casted. And if you think I'm kidding, go back and watch the third Blade movie, which Ryan Reynolds is in. He plays Hannibal King in, the, in that Blade movie. Tell me that he's not actually playing Deadpool slash himself in that movie. They're all the exact same character. Ryan Reynolds, Hannibal King, Deadpool. They're all the same person. I, I'm serious. <laughs> and it was just so good. The directing was good. It was violent like it's supposed to be. It was bloody like it was supposed to be. It was well-written, well-directed well acted well shot deadpool was just a really good damn superhero movie and I, don't, I don't know if you want to call deadpool a superhero but it was great right damn good movie but that that version of deadpool slash the pool slash wade wilson in 2009 was just so horrid and he made up for it by coming back and doing deadpool properly and they only did the movie because he kept 
knocking on the doors and kept kicking and kept screaming and kept hounding them. Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. We need to do this movie. And they said they kept telling him no for the longest time. So I forgot what he did uh, before it. But when he did it, they acquiesced and said, "Okay, since you did that for us and we'll do the Deadpool movie. And they were so damn right to finally listen to him. And that was a good that was seven to eight year span of him uh, kicking on doors uh, after 2009, uh, the Wolverine origin movie came out um, where he was like, yeah, uh, it was, it was, it, that stretch I'm pretty sure was frustrating for him because uh, there were reports where he bought it before Wolverine origins was done shooting. He had already started saying, Hey, this is a shit version of this character. We need to do a proper Deadpool movie. And they start. That's when they started telling him no. That's why I said it's a seven to eight year period because even before the movie was finished, and they were shooting in '07 and '08. They shot from '07 through '08. Why? Why it took so long to do that piece of shit movie? I don't know, but whatever. Um, they shot through and kept going, and they finally did the movie. And it it's been a big hit to the point that there's a there's a part two and there's going to be a part three, and people are clamoring to have Deadpool somehow or another show up in the MCU. And for my money, if I had uh, if I had it my way, uh, there was a suggestion that uh, Deadpool takes over the cameos for uh, Stan Lee now that he's passed as uh, showing up in every MCU movie, which would make sense considering his characters in the comic is basically aware that he's a comic book character and he's aware of everybody else at the same time. It would be great. <laughs> there was also a suggestion that his first appearance should be in whatever movie he's putting up missing posters of Stan Lee. And I, I think that would be a beautiful tribute to Stan Lee. And it would be dead on accurate for Deadpool's ridiculous ass character. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Ryan Reynolds is that number one with that with a bullet. Uh, but yeah, all that, all that entire list was born because I think Jared Leto is going to knock it out of the park playing Morbius uh, come soon. Um, yeah, so when that movie comes out, uh, I'm going to go check it out and I'll report back to you. Uh, like I said, if you haven't seen the trailer for that, uh, Morbius, uh, look it up. It's on the IG page, uh, at the Tweakle Pod. Um, uh, you don't have to cap anything. Uh, none of it's capitalized, but yeah, look it up. It's good. Um, but yeah, that's it for the day. I am going to drink this cup of tea. Uh, no need to last call for the day. I got other stuff to do, but yeah. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I am going to get out of here and go and take a nap because I have to go to work later. I do the podcast and I work. Um, I'm a normal American, I guess. Um, But until then, for Nikki Rev, my producer, uh, God bless you all. Thank you for listening. And I will see you all on Friday with the weekend watch list and other things. God bless. Catch you later. Peace.